Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hey everyone, it's Wardy from Traditional Cooking School, and thank you for joining me for Ask Wardy. This is the weekly show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking, and I'm so glad you're here. I did have a technical glitch yesterday when I was broadcasting live to Facebook and Periscope. Those broadcasts went out, but my recording failed. So, thus, I'm doing this again. It's not live, but I wanted to make sure everybody podcast. Listeners, YouTubers, people on the blog, people who miss the live broadcast still get a recording. So it's quite early in the morning on Thursday, and I want to make sure to get the question answered for all of you. So transcript, links, notes, everything I'm mentioning today is going to be at askwardy.tv. Look for episode 59. Today's question, can you freeze sourdough starter? This comes from Barbara, and Barbara, the short answer is yes. The long answer is also yes, but I have some more details to share. Because while you can take a glob of sourdough starter and put it in a baggie and put it in your freezer and freeze it, that's not the best way. So what I wanna show you today is the best way to freeze your sourdough starter. Let's back up just a bit though, and let's talk about why you might wanna do this. Well, all of us who nurture and take care of sourdough starters You never know what might happen. We might need a backup. So it's great to take some of your flourishing starter, and we always have plenty of it, right? Stick some in the freezer just in case. But another reason is um, you might want to share it with friends. Just keep some on hand always to share, and if you're taking a break from it, then you've got some set aside to share, which leads me to the third reason somebody might want to do this, which is you need to take a break from your sourdough starter. So while you can put it in the fridge to take a break, feed it every so often, you can also put it in the freezer and not have to feed it. Just put it in the freezer and it backs up. Backs you up? (laughs) Anyway, so there's some really good reasons to preserve your sourdough starter in the freezer. So um, Barbara, now let me get to telling you how to do it. Because like I said, you can take a blob of it, put it in a baggie, stick it in the freezer, and you've got some set aside or all your starter. But the better way to do it is to dry it first. And that is because in addition to the benefits I mentioned, being able to take a break, um, not having to feed it if it's in the freezer, um, having a backup, if you dry it first, you have additional benefits. It takes up less space, it dries in flakes, and these are super easy to get in and out of, so if you wanna share with friends, you can easily do that. Also, flakes mail, so if you need to share a starter with friends or family across the world even, you can safely mail flakes of starter to them. In fact, that's how um, the free sourdough starter from Carl's Friends, it's an historic Oregon Trail sourdough starter from Carl, uh, old sourdough 
a man from the Oregon Trail. He had kept a sourdough starter, and it was known far and wide. And so there's an organization called Carl's Friends that keeps it going, and they dry it, and they mail it for um, really for free uh, to anyone in the world who requests it. Why I say really for free is because um, you request it by sending in a self-addressed stamped envelope, but it's really great to include a donation to keep them going. So, um, and the address for that, this is just a side note, carlsfriends.org if you're interested in that. I also have instructions on making your own sourdough starter from your own um, flour and water, and those instructions are at tradcookschool.com slash free starter if you're interested in that. Okay, so let's talk about drying, Barbara, because I'm going to say that when you ask, can, can, can you freeze your sourdough starter? The answer is yes, but I'm going to say dry it first. It takes up less space. You can easily get in and out of it to share it with friends, um, and you could mail it. I have mailed my sourdough starter all over the place. And so I know firsthand that when, when a friend says, ooh, I'd love some, I say, great, I can easily share it. And I grab a few flakes, put it in a Ziploc baggie, tuck it in an envelope, and send it on its merry way. Here's how you do it. You take a small amount of sourdough starter, like a quarter cup, and you spread it on a piece of parchment paper, preferably unbleached, on a baking tray. I do have a dehydrator option, I'll tell you in a moment, but the simplest way is really this. And I spread this on here about 24 hours ago, and you can see it's just air drying. And it's curling up as it dries, and so it's, it's nearly dry. So it's been 24 hours, so if I let it go another, another day or so, it should pretty much be dry. Um, what I wanna tell you when you do it this way is that when it develops a skin on top, you wanna to put a cheesecloth on top of it to protect it from dust and bugs. Now, if you're doing it on a de in a dehydrator, which is a great option and um, normally how I do that, but my dehydrator is packed away, uh, you would put a piece of parchment paper on your dehydrator tray, spread thinly your sourdough starter out on it, and then you put that tray in the dehydrator and you just turn it on just so the fan turns on. So it's not pumping out heat, it's just airflow. And that's gonna make it dry even more efficiently than on a tray just in your room. So easy instructions no matter what. And then when it begins drying and flaking and curling up, you can flake it more and put it in a Ziploc bag in your freezer. I have two here to show you that double bagging it or triple bagging it's even better for longevity. You can even vacuum seal it if you'd like. The point is that just like any foods that you that you freeze, um, the better you preserve them, the longer they last. So we know that the sourdough starter has viable organisms, bacteria and yeasts, and when we revive the sourdough starter, we want as many of them to be there as possible. So, so to have as little loss due to freezing as possible. So that's why double or triple bagging is great to prevent that kind of loss and or free, uh, vacuum sealing. It's not essential though, and I wanna assure you that like when you put any probiotic food in the freezer, whether it's cheese or sauerkraut um, or your sourdough starter, that there is going to be some um, organism loss over time, but there are so many organisms that you're not gonna lose them all. The general rule of thumb is that you can keep a sourdough starter in the freezer for a year, but I wanna tell you that I've had sourdough starter flakes in the freezer for four or five years. 
still going strong. I've still shared them. I've still revived them and they're great. And, um, you know, preparing for this Ask Wardy, we have just moved across country and I have no idea where those flakes are. I looked for them so I could show them to you. Um, and I couldn't find them. So I really don't know if I decided I'm not going to keep these. I'm going to make more after our move or if somehow they didn't, I don't know where they are. So that is why I am making more. I mean, I'm showing you, but this is going to be my backup now, my backup and to share with friends. All right, so I have all these instructions written out for you at the show notes, askwardy.tv. Look for episode 59 on freezing a sourdough starter. And I quickly want to wrap up by answering some questions that come up about this. First is um, the sourdough starter. What stage does it have to be in when you spread it out on your tray? That's a really good question. So I'm going to start answering that question by explaining kind of the life cycle of a sourdough starter in terms of the um, number of organisms present. So when you have your sourdough starter and you feed it, it go, in, in the course of a few hours, it has an explosion of organism growth because the organisms that were there have been given a food source and they are eating it up and multiplying prolifically. So you'll see a spike. If, if, if I'm drawing a, um, drawing a graph with my fingers, you're gonna see a spike in the number of organisms. Then, and and it really depends on room temperature, how, um, how long this takes, but it's within a few hours. And you know it's at its height because it gets domed and really bubbly and then it starts producing hooch. And hooch is the acids that the organisms produce um, as a byproduct of eating, okay? So anyway, it has, if this is your sourdough starter, it has a spike, and that's the peak of activity, and then it starts trailing off, and organisms actually start dying, um, this is my understanding, until, you know, it trails off, and then this would be your next feeding, okay? So you have a peak, and then it starts declining kind of like that. So knowing this is how I base the timing of my recommendation on what stage of starter to use when you're preserving your starter. So what I say is preserve your starter when it has the most organisms possible. Because remember I told you, that's what we're preserving in the freezer. And you can expect some loss, so why not start with the most possible? So I say to um, set aside your sourdough starter, spread some on a tray when it's at its peak. So that's like ideally, three to four hours, depending on room temperature. If it's a really hot day, it might be two hours or one and a half hours. But that is when you want to spread your sourdough starter on your um, parchment paper. Now that's the ideal. Doesn't mean you can't do it another time. I'm going to say um, don't do it right after a feeding because you have a lot of unconsumed um, starch, a lot of unconsumed flour, give the organisms a chance to start eating those and proliferate some, and don't do it like way after a feeding, like 12 hours or more. So I'm going to say between three and four hours and 12 hours is when you want to grab some of that starter and preserve it. This is not a rule. You could probably preserve starter at many other times. I'm just giving you my understanding of what's ideal. So that's the first question to answer what stage of starter. The second one is how to revive your sourdough starter. So you have these flakes, how do you revive them? Well, it's a lot like um, feeding your sourdough starter normally, except that you're gonna have flakes. So 
You just need some. This is probably even way too many. But if you had a bunch of these chunks um, in a Ziploc bag stored in the freezer, you could get one of these out and crumble it up into pieces. And you may have already crumbled it up in a Ziploc bag. So anyway, you just need not very much of it in crumbles. There's um, a picture for you at the show notes, as a matter of fact, of how many I would do. So askwardy.tv, look for episode 59 or look for a link below this video. So crumble this up into small flakes, put it in the bottom of a jar, add like a quarter cup of water and give it a few minutes to absorb some of that water so it's not hard. Then you want to do um, a quarter cup of flour, actually a generous quarter cup of flour. I like to feed with a little more flour than water to keep a thick sourdough starter. So then you mix vigorously and you cover it with just, I just do a cloth napkin and a rubber band or a plate, I mean, airflow. So after you've stirred it up vigorously, and this doesn't have to be completely dissolved, then you just leave it like you would, um, you know, a normal sourdough starter that you just fed. Leave it for 12 hours. After 12 hours, hopefully it has some bubbles, but depending on how long it's been in storage, it may need a few feedings to revive. But no matter what, you just want to proceed with regular feedings twice a day to revive it. It might be in 12 hours, might be reviven, <laughs> revived, or it might take 24 to 48 hours. But that's simply all you do. The very first feeding is reconstituting it with water and flour, and then just adding more flour and water at the other feedings. Okay. Um, and then the final question is, how long does it last? I did kind of cover this already, but I'll just state it again. The official rule is a year, but I myself have gone four or five years. Um, there are so many organisms in a, in a preserved sourdough starter that's active, a really good sourdough starter, that even if you experience organism loss over time, you're still going to have some in those flakes to revive. So... I think if it's a good sourdough starter and, you know, it's staying in the freezer that you could, you know, keep it for several years. Uh, um, mine that I lost during our move was probably five years old. So I'm starting fresh now and I'm going to have a backup of our sourdough starter. I'm going to wrap up now by thanking you all for joining me and listening. Uh, check out the show notes, askwardy.tv. I have everything that I've mentioned here written out for you, pictures as well. If you're watching on video, you could change to the audio version and vice versa. Um, and make sure if you're interested in sourdough and you haven't yet uh, started your own sourdough starter, I have free instructions for you, tradcookschool.com slash free starter. Be sure to grab those. There's also a link below this video. Thanks for being here, everyone. I love it when you send questions, so here's how to do that. Use my hashtag, AskWardy. Uh, my handle on Twitter is at tradcookschool, or you can email me, wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, -E, at askwardy.tv, and I'll see you again same time, same place, actually slightly different since I'm making up for a failed recording, but normally Ask Wardy is every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live or Periscope, and recordings are posted within hours at AskWardy.tv. Uh, and that's it. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. 
or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at tradcookschool on the Periscope app, or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.